Hello and welcome to Columboys, the podcast all about the flashy produced live-to-tape world of Lieutenant Columbo. Coming to you from a shipping container in an industrial park somewhere in Chicago, I'm Mac, and joining me from an undisclosed location in his home in Seattle, it's Ben. Hello, Ben. Hey, Mac. Hey, are you in the, the living room? Are you in a spare bedroom? I, I'm in the same place we would normally record. Oh, you're I, there. That's nice. You're looking at the empty yeah. chair where I used to sit and, and longingly. Yes, I... I'm staring into the middle distance. <laughs> are you sitting on the Are you the sitting fact. on the same side of the table that you sat on when we recorded? I sure am. Wow. Mac. Okay, that's fun. Yep. Um, uh, this... It's a little weird. But, uh, <laughs> sure. One of these days, I will adjust to the fact that you're not here. Until yeah. then, this no. is how it's going to be. I, I certainly hope that doesn't happen because you know I I I, I miss you and I, and anyway, this is a real emotional moment and that's not what this podcast is about. This week, <laughs> I know you usually edit those out. It's weird. <laughs> this week, we're taking a look at season seven, episode three, "Make Me a Perfect Murder." This episode stars Trish Van Devere as a television executive slash executive assistant who murders her boss slash lover when she doesn't get a promotion. The victim is played by Lawrence Luckenbill who portrayed Spock's brother Cybok in the William Shatner-directed Star Trek V The Final Frontier. Uh, appear- oh. Yeah. Um, appearing oh. briefly as a breath of fresh air is Tony Award-winning actor Ron Rifkin as the director of a live show whose host is having a breakdown. In the role of that breakdown is Lainey Kazan, uh, who is best known in her role as the overbearing matriarch of the bride's family in both My Big Fat, Green w- both of the B- My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Ugh. Uh, films, as well as the extremely short-lived television series. Um, Wait, they tried to make that into a TV yeah, series? Yeah, it, 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 huh. they only made um, seven episodes of them. I don't think they showed all of them uh, actually on the air. Um, this episode also features the return of Blueprint, Blueprint for Murder culprit Patrick O'Neill as the television executive. Um, Etude in Black cast member, uh, whoa, okay, a portion of mm-hmm. my notes disappeared. That's fun. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, James McEachin, uh, who played uh, Walter, the projectionist. And Okay, um, I thought he was familiar. Yeah, and uh, it also features one of Bruce Kirby's few appearances as a non-cop um, portray- where he is portraying a television repairman who repair hates guy. Columbo. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that scene is amazing. As every incidental character does. It's only the main characters who like him. Everyone else hates him for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't imagine why. Yeah. He definitely doesn't come across as a supremely irritating guy to have just yeah. show up unannounced. So speaking of severely irritating, this episode... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hit me. This is a bad one. I, I there are so many bizarre and weird <clears throat> and uh I mean we'll talk we'll talk about the moment. We'll talk about the thing that happens in this episode that is probably one of the most bizarre things that happens in any Columbo ever. Um uh I mean there are definitely a lot of bizarre things, but are we talking about the massage? No, well no, we're not talking about that. Well, we're talking that was we're, v- what we are talking about is the four-minute dream ballet <laughs> of the four-minute oscilloscope dream ballet. Oh, yes. The, Wh- the point. The- why? <laughs> why? Why? Not only does I, it not have any, not only does it not make sense because why, it doesn't right. have any relation to anything. It doesn't well, it's like, have any effect on the plot. It's insane. Right. 
He's he's playing with, I assume, the effects buttons on a dead signal and getting oscilloscope patterns. Yeah, I, I'm just going to start playing so the, it over the end here. We'll just keep talking about it. But, yeah, that's fair. Um, oh, I, also, I <laughs> really wish he wasn't whistling that. Yeah. But I will say, thankfully, one of the upsides to this episode is that's like the only time that comes up. Right. And for the rest of it, we get no, like... No, that's you know, not okay. true. That's not true. He no. does... Does, Does he, he not do it, do it in the medley at the very beginning? Oh, I, I don't know. He might. He might. I, I, I have I, that as well. Um, I, but. The thing is, is I was trying to listen to like the police radio <laughs> while he was singing to himself because I thought that it was relevant when uh, I should have known better. Yeah. It's not because they'll hit, hammer me over the head with the relevant points. The, so no. he's literally <laughs> just staring at, an, at, a, at a live monitor and pressing that, camera selection buttons. And every time he does... It music plays and a yep. new oscilloscope pattern appears on the screen. It's and they're all like super basic. They're it's, just it's yeah. either just a sine wave that is you know <laughs> rotating. All right, yeah, rotating or it's like there's one I think where it's like a circle. I mean it's there, yeah. So there's a there's a YouTube channel where a guy actually makes music with an oscilloscope sure. and it's incredible. Yeah. But it's like, I looked at that and I was like, wait, why is Columbo doing this? And then, and then Molly actually was like, why is he doing this? This is valuable ad time. Yeah. This is valuable anything time. You could be doing anything now. You could now. advance the plot. You could be instead- establishing, you could be, you could go. The thing that's so baffling about this is, okay, so um, we've got, got this, very long, um, drawn out, boring oscilloscope ballet thing. Let's. Um, I was gonna say let's let's be clear. While Mac is calling it long and boring and drawn out, that music that is behind us, yeah, that is still the scene going. That's just this happening. This is how long the That's scene it. is. And then there's just a little. It's. it's was little, that it? That was a little it. pointless. But then. So the next clip I had, then we slam into this intense emotional scene that comes out of literal nowhere. This, that we slam from the weirdest, most bizarre, like no, nothing of, of filler into yep. this, this scene. Um, yeah. Oh no, is this where, this is where yeah. Kate is like Hold on. talking Valerie off This the is an cliff. important part. a junkie, huh? I've had no booze, no pills, no sniff, and no smoke. Except these damn things, that's all. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go into yeah. this 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 intense drama between these, these two women, which is not, I mean, it's sort of established via dialogue, but it's not really, like, why exactly they, they're such close friends or, like, no, they def- they never they don't establish why they are. They no. they just sort of they, they they give us just enough to make it clear that I feel oh, like they, this so the, they are friends of we, some kind. We should talk about let's uh, let's put a pin in this and let's come back. Let's yeah. talk about the the shape of the episode. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- this this woman um Kay, she is Wait, wait, hold on. You don't want to talk about the fact that Columbo gets into a fender bender Columbo with two gets, cop cars? Yes, imme- <laughs> the first thing that happens is Columbo drives like <laughs> drives like a complete asshole. Like uh-huh. First of all, and second, I mean, it's worth noting like in a scene. Fucking his with ca- his rear view mirror. His car has never right. looked worse. Did you notice that the awning has a giant hole in it? Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's insane. So he's he's fucking with his rear view mirror, which falls off. Like it just falls out. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, he drives through an intersection and hits a park and hits a car, uh, t-bones it, and then he gets a little neck pain. And so for about well, yeah, and he also gets rear-ended by another cop car because they're basically on the chase. And, yeah, like, you can hear on the radio one of them complaining about some idiot reckless driver. And, and Columbo's that's kind of listening to it, like he's sort of reacting yeah. to it as well, but also not paying attention. Nope, he's too busy trying to put the mirror back into the, like, frame of the mirror, yeah. which obviously isn't working, and then, yeah. Needless and to say, it it's it does, it, it's, like, not relevant. No. It, it It's like they, it's just, they put in Columbo business filler. to fill time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, anyway, he gets in this accident, and then he goes to a chiropractor and gets a weird adjustment from, uh, it looks like he gets an adjustment from the Nazi from who gets masseuse. chopped up by the uh, propeller blades in uh Yeah. In a... Uh, the Last Crusade, but that's it's not that guy. It's a different guy. Um, no, but it, I mean, it, uh, we can consider it that guy. Yeah, it might I as mean, well be that guy. I mean, he's only guy. in this yeah. scene, so it's fine. Um, right. But then, uh, so he gets he's in a neck brace for the for the first half of the thing. It leads nowhere. It goes nowhere. It doesn't matter at all. It just all it leads is to some very very clunky jokes about people saying, "Oh, yeah, well, uh, good luck," you know, talking about the case, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, good well, luck with that." I'll, I'll then, have it off within a week, and it's like, ha ha, ha. Right. Mm. It's it's very it's it's weak. It's very weak. Um, but yeah, he's singing along. He's doing here. I've got the medley here because um, oh, I know no. you love it. Uh, I should have known. Coming for to carry me home, a band of angels coming after me. Coming for oh, to God. carry me also it's very poorly edited <laughs> oh yeah 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 they, they, they did not care he'll sing any song as yeah. long as it's in the public domain yep <laughs> stupid A- anyway yeah um, but, so you were saying about the actual plot <laughs> yeah so uh, so the actual plot is that K um, this woman yeah, is Kate. Uh, yeah. K. They call her K throughout the episode. Well, they call her K. Her name is Kate. Her name um, is Catherine, but everyone calls her yeah. K. Um, yeah. but so, she's called Katie at one point. But yeah, K is generally what they call her in the office. That's what the, her vanity license plate is. Um, yeah. So she <laughs> is um, a. She. It's very confusing exactly what she does. She's the mm-hmm. executive assistant of the head of the network in Los Angeles, right? Right. But this, it's very clear that her job is to be like a network exec and go breathe down the neck of right. producers and directors. Right, which is not what an assistant would do. That's like, no. y- that would be like a VP or something like that. Like, right. But she is she's an executive assistant of this guy. And she's also like the first we see of her yes. is she's re-edit she's re-editing the audio on the professional, which is this um, movie that she's producing. It's not right. star it uh, Jean Reno or uh, thank you, <laughs> yeah. or is, Natalie Portman. Neither of them that. are, are right. found in this. Um, and uh, she's redoing the audio uh, mix on the final edit. And uh, this is where we first see her love of massage because she massages the audio <laughs> mixer uh, while uh-huh. she's while she's breathing down the neck of uh, one of the I guess the director or, or someone uh, yeah, I, the producer it's yes. the producer I believe yeah but uh, she's basically yeah she's like how do you like that massage basically in the like <laughs> which is a weird fuck thing you, I'm to say fix it. yeah it's uh, it's a super it's weirdly written it's the like <laughs> I didn't I didn't look at all the writing credits yeah. I'm gonna guess. 
not written by a woman? Uh, no, by no. A guy. So, so interesting thing about the writer of this particular episode. I oh, did look boy. at the writing credits. Um, it was written by Robert <laughs> uh, Blees. Um, he is best known, uh, according to his IMDb page, he is best known for writing The Black Scorpion, which is a oh. mystery science theater uh, featured movie. Um, his other <laughs> his other top credits include the movie Frogs, which is about uh, frogs that eat people, okay. um, and uh, a series of uh, just, you know, uh, television episodes. Uh, uh, All right. Yeah. So- so uh, a long and storied career of <laughs> yeah of, t- of terrible things um, yeah. and um, so <laughs> she mm. uh, in addition to having this nebulous um, high powered job um, and and it this is this is where well okay I'm sorry I'm getting ahead of myself but but she um, <laughs> I just there's so much about that like there's so many things I, I want to talk about in this one there's so much to unpack but, but let's let, let's just at least hit those core beats and yeah. so he's um, he the the executive is going getting promoted to New York um, and yeah it's Mark McNary that's Mark not his Mc, last name no. but it's Mark Mc something yeah it's Mar- his first name is Mark that's, <laughs> Mark McAndrews that's what I retained. Uh, K. Freestone, Mark McAndrews uh, is the guy. He is getting uh, he is getting promoted by uh, Frank Flanagan from the network, mm-hmm. who calls him up and says, "I want you in New York." And he says, yep. how, "For how long?" And he says, "For as long as you want." I'm yeah. giving in you that conversation you know, where it's literally the the classic like New York L.A. dichotomy of like yeah. it's fucking snowing behind Frank <laughs> as he's got you know this skyline view from his office. And yeah, they're dropping cornstarch on a on a windowsill. Right. Um, he's, uh, so it's, he's moving up, he's moving up to the big time. Apparently New York is the big time in this particular network. Um, and he's, uh, he's going up there to take over for the network. And, uh, Kay says, oh, great. So I'm getting your old job. Cause he's like, you're not coming with the New York. She's like, great. You're giving me your old job. No, he's not. Cause she, she's, she makes guesses. She doesn't make decisions. Thank you. I also wrote that down. I was like, oh, what a dick thing to say. It's Your a real decisions dick thing are to just say. fucking guesses. And then he gives her like a nice car. That's his like, he says like, hey, we didn't know each other. We were no, just no, having no, no. fun. We don't know each other or anything. Wait, wait, wait. Let's be clear. He doesn't <laughs> yes. just give her a car. Yes. He puts the fucking keys to a Mercedes in a cocktail. Into a Bloody Mary. Um, right. And then he shatters it when she is upset that he is not giving her a decent job yeah. like when he leaves. Well, he, pour, say, he pours all the liquid out and this. then shatters the glass on a table like a, like a normal, well-adjusted yeah. human being. Um, yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> and then right. gives her, says like, hey, uh, you know, here's, here's, your goodbye, here's our goodbye present. It's a car. It's, got, it's K number one on the license right. plate. It's, it's in just, your name. It's at the dealership. All you have to do is go pick it up. And it's yeah. like, and this is, let's be clear, this is after she is like smoldering the entire time. Yeah. And clearly She's livid. And angrily he pulls combing out her his, hair. Right. And he pulls out his, his, his like pearl handled pistol. Right. To be like, here you go. Shoot me right here in the chest. Make me a perfect murder. <laughs> ah, I guess like, the titular okay, line. We don't often get a yeah. titular line in Columbus. I know. So nice. And I'm, I, there's a reason. Because <laughs> they're all bad. Yeah. They're all like puns and, and oh yeah, it it's bad enough we got to listen to you know <laughs> this old man all the time. Yeah, um, but yes. Yeah, so she de- devises this uh, idea where during a screening she makes a recording of herself, give you know, sort of counting out the seconds. Um, yep. 
gives herself exactly enough time. It's kind of exactly the same thing that um, uh, Robert Culp does in that episode right. where he kills a guy during say, a screening. It's pretty yeah, much exactly it's, the same, it's right? It's pretty much the same thing, right? <laughs> uh, thank you. Because I, I knew that we had seen, you know, like yeah. a similar sort of situation. It, it just before. doesn't involve the weird caviar, salty, that that thing. Um, right, right. And the and the uh, the sort of she just basically uses the time uh, to yeah. time out this thing. She goes over to his office, shoots him, puts uh, takes the gun, uh, throws it, uh, opens up the top of the elevator, throws the gun up there so that it's hidden, and then yeah. uh, closes it, and then gets back in time to make the real change. Um, and it's as if she never left, basically. Yeah. Um. But. <laughs> but. Okay, so that's the murder. Um, yeah. I want to I want to talk about how f- confused this episode <laughs> is ab- about K specifically. Yeah, this episode yeah, does not know what it wants to say about K. It has no, no. Uh, it has no fucking clue who she is. Like, is she competent or is she incompetent? It 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 can't make up its mind from moment to moment no. whether or not she is like great at it or terrible at it. Because yep. sometimes she's amazing. She's just like a ball buster, though. In the in the I, this is not me saying yeah, that. Yeah. This is the show. No, no, no. But that's the show. But that is this is the show's like, op- opinion. This, yeah. um, but she's like she's like really giving it to the guys and like giving it you know giving it as good as she takes like that kind of stuff. Uh, but then other times it's like she's just fucking up because she's just a woman and she doesn't understand what's happening. Like that is yeah. it. And it, the show just sort of wobbles back and forth uh, on this axis until the end of the episode and it sucks. <laughs> yeah, and it just it just fucking gives up at the end. Yeah. But like that's that's the thing that struck me the most about it is right. you know, we had other episodes where you know, uh women were at least written uh in a consistent manner. Yes. Rather than like this weird flip-flopping like, you know, like like Janeway kind of business where it's like they just can't decide on what the character is and they keep doing whatever they want. So it, but sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, it's like, cause they, cause they frame her initially very much as like, no, she's actually really competent. And this is just a, a dick bag of a, of a dude, right. You know, in a bro world, just being like, Oh, you're a lady. You can't make decisions. You know, like yeah. that kind of shit when it's very clear that like she can, get shit done and she's the one who's actually getting out in the field and doing the the work that this guy is too fucking lazy to get done right like that is how she gets framed and then it's like they use this thing where like she had her old friend you know valerie uh you know part of this live show right she's not, which is she's that's quote a, unquote not listening to the director it's an incredibly it's an incredibly poorly established relationship and and yeah. here's where i think maybe there was some sort of weird cut in the middle like the, the this is the relationship they could have used to to flesh out if they had established so they have this part where Kay goes back and sits in the burned out husk of her childhood home and it, and yes. and it sort of hints towards a rags to riches story of a of a mm-hmm. of a of a social you know of a climber who who yeah. will do whatever it takes to get out of the place. It's not well. Um, it, there's no payoff to it. No, they barely touch on it. Yeah. They never revisit it. If even they, even like, when I thought they were going to, it seems like this uh, this performer 
is like a friend from her past or something like that. Like like they grew mm-hmm. up together and now she's a mess, but they're in the same business and so they're like she's helping her out. But it's not it's never they never say it, which if you're going to like drop all these things, you have to at least make the connection somewhere right. in there. Like it's too it's too far apart. The pieces are too far apart that I can't see the, the picture that the puzzle the, is making. The most they ever give us is the is is the bit where Valerie basically is like, "You probably want the key to your apartment back." Right. Like that's it. That's all they give us, and it's like, dude, that's not enough. No. Like that's nothing. And I I agree. Like there must have been something written, and maybe there wasn't. Maybe this guy just thought, "Oh, that's enough. They'll get it. They're women." You know. Like I really don't know, but it's maddening because it's it really like, is that scene. Cause, cause that scene isn't, isn't a bad one for Kay. No. When you, when you examine it, because it is basically her going in and cleaning up a mess and getting Valerie. Yeah, and this is back a point shape toward, to work. This is a point towards the hyper competent thing. Now, this right. is like saying this is actually the the show sort of saying, here's where her being a more empathetic woman, like like the traditional woman you know, um, skills of like empathy, like that sort of thing. This is where that is paying off because she can talk this, uh, actor into back, back onto stage. Her, her, her ability to be diplomatic, her ability to feel empathy is, um, is sort of what makes her good. Maybe, maybe that's just us looking at it from, (laughs) from all the way over here in 2019 instead of in like 78 when, you know, People would have been like, yeah, that's not how I would have done it. I would have fired that lady. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't know if, if it's hard, that's just it's hard us kind of looking back. It's hard back, to know what, but it, what, the, what the intentions were since they're so modeled. But it feels like it is being presented as she gets fucking results. Well, and like, and and Ron Rifkin uh, playing the director, yeah. who's great. I wish he was in more of this because yeah. he's like Wait, the one. I'm sorry. He is great. I, I just need to pause because the yeah. first time we see him up on that director's chair. Yeah. Fuck those pants! They're they're wonderful pants. <laughs> they're they're like light wash denim, and they are the biggest fucking bell bottoms I they have ever seen. Flared to here and back, yeah. Like the only pants I have seen that are bigger are like Japanese style, like Hakama pants, <laughs> like which doesn't count. Yeah. Sorry, I know that wasn't an influence. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, but yeah, he, no, he's but great. He's great. He gives so much in the, like the, in what is essentially a cameo, um, right? But he, yeah, he has he, like three scenes tops. Yeah, and he's great in all of them. Um, but like he just is like, oh, you're amazing. Thank you so much. You know, uh, what's next? You're gonna walk on water? Like he just is really so avuncular and wonderful. And like, and right. and sort of through him, we're meant to believe she is a miracle worker. And and Columbo mm-hmm. sees that, and and we're supposed to think she's hyper competent. But, <laughs> however. She makes a bunch of terrible decisions and is fired at the end of this episode. Yeah. Um, two. It's really fundamentally two, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe I missed some. But, like, one was when the show, uh, basically, and it all hinges around Valerie, right? Yes. Yeah. So Valerie isn't showing, and so she goes back, um, and so Kay goes back to her apartment because Valerie is called from the apartment and then hung up by the time she gets to it. Right. Valerie is... High as a kite. She's back on the pills again. She, she's crying and <laughs> Kay incoherent. Open, Kay, Kay uh, empties out her knitting bag. She's got a yep. bag that's full of two things, yarn and pills. And drugs, yep. <laughs> so, yep. Um, nice job. But also, 
like Valerie kind of tumbles down the spiral staircase, right. and she's just like she's got she's lipstick complete, smeared all over her face. Right, like they've really overdone it on the hysterical woman like trope. And uh, but yeah, it's this whole thing, and so and so Kay basically call calls an audible um, and and says, "Hey, uh, the show's not running. Run something else. We'll Here, run the we'll uh, run the professional. run the professional." Yeah. It's the same length, and which, like, sure, that's okay. Maybe a weird decision to go from like a USO like song and dance live show to a show about ostensibly uh, trained killers killer that ends that ends with yeah <laughs> one suicide. of them blowing his own head off. Yeah, it's a little weird. Right, um, it's a little tonally weird. <laughs> sure. <laughs> And, um, and it, it is, and the things she gets chewed out about are are basically like that, yeah, and and Valerie failing to live up to you know her requirements, and I didn't uh, really think about it, but the fact that she, yeah. I mean, the fact that she did put something on air on a network without checking with anyone, <laughs> apparently, it seems like she just kind of did it and like just said, hey, run this thing and didn't talk to the network at all that they were changing up the lineup of their network. It seems like she should be fired. <laughs> like, yeah, that's kind I of mean, a crazy thing to do. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not disagreeing that yeah. like that was uh, like that, like the whole like, oh, I'm going to air the professional because that's the same length. It's like tonally, it's nowhere. It's not even in the same ballpark. No. Like, you definitely knew better. Like the way this right. character was presented to us, she knew better. She would not have made that decision. It doesn't make sense. But here's why she made that decision. So that when Columbo shows up after hours to the TV repair shop to annoy the fuck out of our, our favorite character actor, <laughs> Bruce, he uh, watches- Bruce yeah, thank you. Yep. Kirby, yeah, well, Kirby is just like, oh my god, I, I just it's feel another, for that character. It's another scene involving dog. Dog is a is a yep. is a joy vacuum. I have uh-huh. lost all affection that I ever had for dog. It, when he shows up, I'm just like, oh fuck, this fucking dog, dog is just <laughs> there to exist. He doesn't like bring any because the joke is that he's he's boring and he doesn't do anything. And like, right. yeah, yeah, you've established yeah. that now. You, you can, yeah, you, you yeah, I get you it. can move to a different joke. Yeah, <laughs> you can work, but, work with us here. Anyway, but, but yeah, so he goes in like, and then winds up catching the last like couple minutes of the professional uh, where the guy commits suicide. Yeah, and that is a plot point because uh, Walter has the the projectionist has explained to him how they switch reels and the mark to look for. There is a lot mark. Uh, now that now I think I previously talked about this mark. In an episode of Clum Boys, um, mm. possibly because because of remembering from this episode, it's something I've actually known about prior to, to watching this episode of Colum- of Columbo the right. first time. But that um, does not surprise me in the least. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, yeah. So there is an exhaustive explanation of of oh. uh, the marks and of uh, switching reels, which I won't go into because it's boring. And basically, also they do it like three times in the episode. Yes, and they always as they're as they're doing it, they always say what they're doing Mark. Yep. <laughs> in the, yep. in the yep. moment. Um, so it, it, it's boring, and I, I don't want to get into it. But anyway. No, it's fine. But that's my point, is, yeah. is that so that decision is literally just written there to give Columbo this plot point so that he can connect the dots. And right. that's, that's just a sign of bad writing. It's unfortunate that that bad writing is the thing that, you know, sabotages an entire character. Yeah, right. You know. <laughs> 
Because it, because it is. It's like she gets chewed out for that. She gets chewed out for uh, moving into Mark's office. Yeah. Uh, or planning to anyway. And it's just, it's all of this stuff where it's like, it just kind of comes out of left field. Right. It doesn't feel like it well, really there, is coherent with like the first, the first huge part of this. There episode. hasn't been any point where someone said to her, the network isn't going to like it. Like people have right. been balking at her in like, she's abrasive personally, but nobody's mm-hmm. been like, hey, uh, the guys back in New York, they're not going to like you screwing around. You know, we're, Frank Flanagan, when he hears about this, he's going to raise hell. That, right. That doesn't There's happen. There's never that. Yeah. yeah. In fact, Columbo says to her that Flanagan, like, would have put her in charge or something like that. Right. Like, that he was okay with it, et cetera. Like, just completely, like, all of that stuff that is in... Is it in the episode, and like, if, runs counter to the way this episode ends up? Yeah, and if we're meant to believe that her sort of, um, her deterioration of, of uh, decision-making abilities is due to her, fr- is due to her spiraling because of the murder, that is not at all also, no. that, that is not established in the episode. She no, is just not a wit. She is no. making what seem like reasonable decisions all the way there along. Is, there is only one scene where she has that level and of it's sort the of ver- panic the and very degradation. End. Yes. And it is well, I, okay, I take that back. Two scenes. Uh it's it's the very end. Right. But it is also immediately before that, uh the when, elevator. Um, right. When yes. she's in the elevator and like sees the pistol that the cops have planted. Yes. Um, she thinks that the gun um that was in the elevator uh which is where she she stashed it. She thinks that right. the gun has um, fallen and is now visible um, in the light fixture. Like the sh- you can see right. the shadow of it. Yeah, and it's it's like I think it's I don't remember if it's actually the same elevator or not. No, it is. Um, okay, it is. Because well, I just mean like because there were those two, and I remember that she did that in the elevator that had the. Um, no, because I mean the they make the point of saying part. in the but thing yeah. that they take the gun. This is us taking the gun out. This is us putting the new gun putting back in. The gun in. Yeah. This is the elevator after you were done riding on it. Right. Yeah. So that scene where she is like bending the antenna that she initially used to sort of open up the um, the ceiling fixture in the right. elevator, uh, where she is bending that to try and hook the gun and bring it over. Like that is the one where I see her the most panicked, and then. Yes. The only other time is at the very end when she is in the control. Um, Having a psychedelic she, freak, like she is. Yeah. She's. We have been told explicitly by a um, by a character, a one a, a um, technical director on yeah. on uh, the live show, the the with Val that she's producing, that she knows that board inside and out. That she could. Yeah. Do, she could do any position there. She know. She knows the board you know, head to toe. And, yeah. but at the very end, when Columbo comes to see her, first of all, he's supposed to be walking around an empty lot, which, which yeah. they're filming in a, in a carousel house, which is playing music, which you wouldn't, which is continuing the, to run the while entire all on dinner break for like three or four scenes. This, this yeah. music is just running constantly and it's insane. It's wretched. The music is it. terrible in this episode altogether. I would say, um, I mean, there's so there's a lot of I, I was just I was grateful that there was a lot of just orchestral accompaniment. Yeah, but like um, the, there's like uh, the the professional has its own theme, which is awful. Uh-huh. 
Um, yep. But there's this awful... Which plays in the TV uh, repair scene. Yes. Um, and actually makes it much more uncomfortable and creepy. Uh, <laughs> but it's just like somebody decided like, no, we need to be clear that the professional is what's playing on this even when we can't see that television. So yeah. that's what our uh, that's what our score is for it's this just, scene. And it's, it's like, just no. di- it's diegetic sound. It's just like yeah. um, just like rear window, you know? It's just all mm-hmm. um, what what people really hear. It's like it puts you in this. No. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's just terrible. like Rear Window, but bad. <laughs> Columbo. It's like Rear Window, but bad. Um, <laughs> you heard it here first. But uh, that's not how I feel about the whole show. Just this episode. But yeah, she's having a freak out where she's just hitting random buttons, slamming buttons, and those buttons yeah, are like causing posterizing effects and like inverting uh-huh. and and doing transitions we're, and star wipes and I know we're getting this weird psychedelic kaleidoscopic Columbo show but Columbo is, is also what's happening telling us like talking and it's stuff uh-huh. we need to pay attention to but I honestly could not tell you a single thing he says in this scene even though I I watched it I've watched it twice in the past week and I could not tell you what he is talking about in this scene because it's a lot it's just nonsense it's just noise like you you can't like in the in the in the concept of like signal to noise it is just noise it it completely yeah, destroys your ability to understand noise. yeah because like when he starts and he's like i really need to talk to you it's just like it's not a good time that's one <laughs> thing but like once the like the yeah. trippy shit starts i mean and and also let me point out the even with that initial like hey i really need to talk to you uh there's some important stuff we need to talk about yeah uh that crazy clown music is still going. Right. And also and again, the, the cameras, just, which are supposed, it's, he's supposed to be walking around an empty set. The cameras are following him. The cameras uh-huh. are zooming in and out a, a, yep. as if to play up the confusion. Like they, they didn't have remote controlled robotic cameras in the 1970s. Who is doing, why? Nope. Why is any of Everyone's this happening? Everyone's on dinner break. Yeah. <laughs> There's not like, like some teamster is not hanging out on that camera, eating a fucking sandwich and, and just yeah. hit, zooming in on Columbo because he thinks it's funny. <laughs> like that's not happening. That would be amazing if they cut to that and showed us that. Yeah. But, but that's, that's definitely that's not, not what's how that supposed works. to be happening. Um, yeah. It, it's a weird, it's, it's a weird sequence and it just makes the tail yeah. end of it bizarre and. It's it's unfortunate because I... <laughs> to say the least. I Yeah. I mean, I think that, honestly, like, I think that this is an episode where it's like, it, it really, for all the things that we are complaining about, I really don't think it was too far away from being a good episode. No. No, I and think that's, that's true. that's probably what makes it yeah. so aggravating. I think... It's because, like, it's a... It's a good solid setup. Yeah. It's a it's a good conceit for the murder. Like up until they started undercutting the character, it really felt like, no, this is like this is a tough lady like who is knuckled down to get shit done. And like this dude was a complete jag to her. This I seems totally like a, can empathize with why she would be like, Well, fuck you, I'll just kill you. It seems you like know? almost like a showrunner issue. Where like mm. the the writer hands in this draft and they just kind of go yeah all right and they film it <laughs> like <laughs> you know what I mean like it just I seemed, mean it could be it just seems like nobody like took a second pass at this nobody cared to like think about what it meant it was just like yeah that's a Columbo episode yeah yeah what did you what did you say of... the uh, what did you say the uh, film was that he uh, that this guy wrote for that wound up on MST was that was the Black Scorpion, Black Scorpion? yeah yeah like. 
I mean, it's not like it's not like he had some, you know, like solid gold pedigree as a writer. Right. So so for anyone to not be like, yo, you need to rewrite this part or this doesn't make any sense or this is not going to hold up. Like, yeah. yeah, I think you're right that like also it, just the ball a got weird, dropped in more than one place. It's a it's weird to have a, a a thing which is a production of a television network not seem to understand how television works. Like, mm. it doesn't seem like the people who wrote this episode had really any idea how television works beyond uh, business, business, business. You know, it was like, right. it's very, very weird. Yeah, it it just doesn't. There, doesn't there, I'd like really to, I, I have one more clip that I want to play. And this is this clip mm. that I thought was actually sort of amazing in just illustrating. You know, we think this this was ni- the ni- the the late 1970s. Uh when when did this episode? It come was out? 78. 78. So, we're talking about 41 years, right? And mm-hmm. and you think about the problems now and you think about how they're the problems of now, but I just want to play this clip because I think it kind of it's always a thing that I think about and this is so far out of the scope of Columbo. <laughs> this is like a Uh-oh. real this is like a real <laughs> thing that I always think it's interesting that people think that the problems are now are the problems of now and not the continuation and not the consistent of problems yeah. of So th- yeah, this yeah. is this Hit is me, Kate man. talking about letters that they have gotten um from viewers of the uh network CNC. Oh yeah, her red herring for Columbo. Yeah, the, this herring. is her first sort of misdirect, but it uh, it's interesting and I kind of wanted to play it. All these crazy crank letters have you ever told the police about these threats? Yes, I certainly have. You'll notice that the network gets blamed for everything that's going, be it communism, fascism, atheism, abortion, sex, violence. You name it. Up, down, or in the middle, it's all the same thing. Support decency or we'll kill you. Signed in blood. So I just thought that was... In- Support decency or I'll kill you. Signed, signed, in, signed blood. in blood. Yeah, you know... See, that, that was good. I, it's credit good. where credits due. Yeah. That was a good line, and and it is sort. Of, I do think it's interesting to think about how we say that politics has never been more polarized. But honestly, it's politics is always polarizing, and these issues have always inflamed rhetoric. And it, it we think of the past as being anodyne and as being homogenous, and everyone thought one way and everyone acted one way. But that I think again, this is so fucking far outside of the scope of Columboids. But um, uh, yeah, a little. But, but that's but, it's but fine though. Yeah. I just think it's interesting to like to like see something like that that says that the past was alive, the past was vital in a way that right. we don't necessarily think of. Right. That we we tend to encase it in amber and think that it was in this one way. I mean, in, and in the same way that people have a tendency to uh, look at the past. Um, with rose-colored glasses and think, exactly. like, oh, remember when it was better? I mean, that's always like your first warning sign, right? Right. When someone's like, oh, <laughs> it was better in the fifties. Yeah. No, it, it fucking wasn't. wasn't. It was no, different. No, it wasn't. But it, yeah. wa- but what it wasn't. Mean, this, but better yeah. is a really relative term. Yeah. yeah. You might mean, oh, it was better for me, a straight white <laughs> male. But like, it definitely was not better for everyone. Trust me. Yeah. Uh, but you know, there's. I I do think that yeah, it, it's easy to forget that. But I I will say I think that. The difference is that because of uh, things like the internet sure. and the speed of communication, Absolutely. that we have a uh, we have access to more of it than sure. we ever have before, and that's probably 
a lot of why we are all like, oh my God. Well, and so much this more. Is a, this is uniquely modern. And it's like, well, I mean, the difference is just that we we never had the ability to like completely immerse our face in the fire hose of everything happening all at once all the time. Well, and so much more of it is encased in amber, right? So much more of it is presented mm-hmm. and preserved uh, than, than right. ever before. And so that definitely colors our, our view of it. But um, yeah. anyway, that's so that's enough serious talk. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the uh, clothes people were wearing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, a little. I did already mention like the most amazing fucking bell bottoms I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, I will say as part uh, of like a gen a pink uh, outfit. He's wearing pink head to toe. Yeah. Pretty. Yeah. He's pretty got fantastic. like a pink like a pink shirt and then and then some kind of outer layer. I didn't really take notes about anything other than the pants. <laughs> sure. Um, no, but, uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I took notes about, um, uh, Frank's outfit, uh, mm-hmm. specifically, uh, when they are in the office after, uh, like when the cops are combing the office after, after K is shot. Mark. This is Frank, the, uh, the television, Frank the Flanagan. Executive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The executive from New York. Right. Uh, because he's wearing like a chalk striped suit that has like peak lapels and it's like a two button, you know, and, and it's, it's a little, it's a little tight on him. But but the reason that I wanted to draw attention to it is because it is so decidedly not 70s. Mm. Like, there's no extended shoulder. The lapels are peak, but they're not oversized. Like, they're actually about the size that peak should be for typical proportions of, like, peak versus notch lapels. It's really, it was really remarkable. Uh, again, w- which is why I took note of it. Um, sure. The only other <clears throat> two things that I really, well, that's that's a lie. So uh, there is a, there's a dress that uh, Kay is in uh, for a good chunk in the middle of the episode, like when uh, when she comes onto the soundstage to talk Valerie down and all that, I think. Right. Um, where she's got, it's, it's, like, it's high the, leather boots. A floral kind of thing? Yeah, it's got, like, a, a, a tie at the waist. I mean, the big thing is that it had pockets. Right. Um, you know, uh, but uh, she's got a velvet, like, floral printed uh jacket that mm. she wears for like the tail end of the episode um which is really good and then um uh mustache boy uh the assistant who she tells uh you know he's got to work through the night for some crap that she wants yeah uh, you know in the run-up to shooting mark um <laughs> the last time that we see him uh pop into her office um or like sitting on the couch in the office uh, he is wearing this three-piece, like, salt and pepper kind of barley corn uh, suit, which is super 70s compared compared to the other suit that I mentioned. Like, it has the extended shoulder. It has the enormous notch lapels. Like, it's way over the top, but, like, I love the fabric. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really it. I don't have a ton of things that, like, leapt out at me in this one. Yeah. But those were the good ones. <laughs> that's Those are the hits. Yeah. Um... Yeah, uh, I would say that this one is is interesting. I wouldn't. I can't necessarily recommend it. <laughs> yeah, to I mean, it's you know, it's like the whole thing of like it's so weird, right? Because there's like the subplot stuff about like Columbo trying to piece together the fact that uh, Kay and and Mark were having, you know, were seeing each other, yeah. but keeping it under wraps. Right. And like like when he gets the dry cleaning and then he turns around and like rips the plastic <laughs> In off the of most it and dramatic, they don't, yeah. 
Yeah, and they leave it for a while for us, but it's one of those, like, you also don't show it in enough detail on a television from the 70s, right. let alone, you know, the the cleaned-up Blu-ray that I watched it on, to clearly make out, like, oh, it's a woman's blazer. Right. Because it buttons the other direction, until he says it. And yes. it's like, you know, there's... Because it's not, it's not inherently a woman's blazer like it's no it, it's, it's a double-breasted normal like, blazer. navy blazer yeah. with like the gold buttons like it's the very stodgy and stolid like classic kind of it's just yeah that's literally the only detail on it that, and and it's also worth noting it is not a uh, it is not congruent with her looks in general like it doesn't look it, like no. something she would wear because we have not seen her wear anything even anything close, close to, to it yeah. not at all it, it and again, it's just one of those things where it's just like there are all there's just all this weird stuff in it where yeah, Kay, I don't know Kay how much of it is like unaccountably time dubbed and, yeah. the entire episode for yeah, some um, reason. Um, is it the entire episode? It's, I, there are some that there are, are more noticeable very than others. Few natural lines, but there will be scenes where she is the only person that is dubbed in them for reasons I do not, I cannot understand. Oh, other than boy. maybe just maybe the the actors had uh, like vocal issues like maybe she just like could not speak on the day and so they had to redo all her dialogue yeah like that's the only thing that makes sense because there are there are parts where she is just she's just completely dubbed and it'll be like a normal thing and it'll be like it's like the audio is so noticeable and so weird um i don't know yeah it's it's, it's, it's just another strange and and but it's frustratingly close to being good yeah. And that's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. If you want to see like a weird psychedelic, like trippy. Yeah, just watch Columbo the weird scene sequence. in the middle. Right. Um, and you'll probably yeah. be good. Um, yeah, actually, the I mean, out of context and removed from everything, Columbo pushing buttons and smiling as he stares at the most basic of oscilloscope patterns <laughs> is kind of amusing. Yeah. It's irritating in the middle of an episode where you're like, yeah, but advance the plot yeah. or at least develop a character. It definitely feels like like it's wasting your time um, yeah. <laughs> while you're in the middle of like a, a, something yeah. with a plot. But, but I definitely say... That scene's worth watching. Yeah. Uh, seeing that that tail end scene where she is like mashing buttons and all of the <laughs> colors and shit while yeah. Columbo is trying to like lay out his case is worth watching, but like not at the end of the episode because then you're just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, it's kind of a miss and that's a bummer. It is a bummer. Um, I wanted it to be better. Although Walter's <laughs> rad. The yeah. projectionist Walter's awesome. Yeah, he's and his, good. His he's, model, I mean, he's like a his model sta- ship is awesome. He's a yeah. staple of um, that that actor, uh, um, that actor James uh, McEachin. He's a standard of nineteen seventies and eighties stuff. Like you've seen him in a billion things, even if you don't know his name. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's there's he's, a reason he's really good. He's good. Ron Rifkin is good. I think Lainey yeah. Kazan, uh, Kazan as Valerie is is doing a good thing. She's just in the wrong yeah. she's in the wrong show she should not be in this episode like she's giving it her all and props yeah. to her but she should not this this plot should not be in the episode it has nothing to do with anything and it just needs to get out of there and make room it, for it, i mean that plot the just exists to deep six k yeah that's that's why it's there that's why it's there um, and that's another reason why i think it's yeah it's gotta go garbage 
Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to dwell on it anymore. Yeah. I'm done with this episode. We're, we're done. <laughs> um, so that's gonna do it for this week. This has been the Columb Boys. I'm Mac. I'm Ben. And just one more thing. Yeah. I've had no booze, no pills, no sniff, and no smoke, Ben. Uh, except for except, except for, for these. these guys. Okay, and I'll stub yeah. it. Stub it out. <laughs> All right. See you next week. (laughs) (laughs) Columboys is hosted by Mac Johnson and Ben Swallow. You can follow them on Twitter at MacJ and at DandyGeek. The Columboys theme is by Seth Boyer. For more information about this and other great Waffle Media projects, you can go to waffle.media. Thanks for listening.